Welcome to Other Than Sports. Each episode features a unique guest who shares lessons learned through sport, their career path, where they are now, and what they're excited about for the future. You'll hear perspectives and examples that inspire and show that regardless of where you are on your own journey, you're not alone. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right. Welcome to the first podcast edition of Other Than Sports. I'm Chris Polinski. I'm joined with uh, former teammates and good friends, David Toops and Joe Lebanski. And anyone who played a college sport really remembers like that famous NCAA commercial. And it talks about how education is important, but there are more than 460,000 NCAA student athletes and most of them go on and go to be pro in something other than sports. But, you know, we're all here today and, and on this podcast because nobody really told us what the other than sports options are. And that's really what we're going to spend time uh, exploring. We went to school and played sports in college, baseball in college, knowing our purpose and following our passion. We were part of that 6% who are in the opportunity to continue playing our sport of choice after high school. But when the end of the road really became clear for us, we typically followed older teammates or career fairs at school to fall into career paths rather than, you know, really being empowered to choose the career path that was best for us or meant for us and understanding how to balance passion and purpose and paths and things like that. So, you know, we took the same attitude uh, to our careers as we took to our, our sports. And uh, I think we've, we can all say that we've excelled and We've been around a lot of people, uh, teammates and other individuals we met that have excelled. But, you know, what we want to do in this podcast is spend time uh, asking those hard questions. You know, is this my passion or purpose? Is there something more out there? What are the pros and cons of my career choice? Uh, and that's what this podcast is going to explore. It's going to explore these questions with ex-athletes who have excelled in their careers while also dealing with challenges of imposter syndrome questioning your career path and establishing work-life balance. And so for any of you out there listening, this could be, you know, a college athlete who's looking for what's next and some guidance after graduating, or maybe you're early in career and you're evaluating your current career path and what other career paths might be, or maybe you're established like us and, you know, you're looking at what does it mean to go after a passion or, or purpose, or potentially you're at a career crossroads and you're like really right on the line of making that decision. Um, or, you know, you're establishing your career and you love what you do. And uh, we'd love to hear from you as well and, and hope you get something out of it too. So uh, with that, uh, David, Joe, uh, always happy to be with you guys. Happy to, uh, you know, kick off this podcast. Uh, David, why don't we start with you, Tubes? Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, where you're at right now, what you do and, and why you're here. Yeah. No, happy to, and and great to be here with you too, Chris. Um, you know, couple couple words thrown out. Well, David Toops. Uh, some refer to me as Toops. Um, been been out of uh, out of college for about seven years now. So graduated in 2015 with uh, with Joe Lebanski over there. Um, played college baseball at Yale University. Uh, great four years. Originally from Houston, Texas. Um, you know, after college, uh, moved up to New York, spent about five years there, um, but I've worked for PepsiCo the, basically the entirety of my um, post-grad life. 
been there for for seven years. Uh, started in finance, uh, did did a stint in sales, did commercial strategy, and and I'm currently in strategy and transformation on our Walmart team. But uh, have really just you know done a a, a variety of different experiences. Um, pretty unconventional career path coming out of Yale. Um, lucked into it a little bit, uh, stumbled my way into it. Um, but, it, but it's really been a, a, a great and, and transformative experience. Um, currently reside, moved out of New York a couple of years ago, uh, bittersweet, uh, enjoyed my time in New York, uh, but currently live in Dallas, Texas, play a lot of golf in my free time, uh, spend time outdoors. So uh, love being active uh, and, and really looking forward to, to diving deep and, and seeing where this thing leads. But with that, I'll pass it over to my uh my brother joseph lebanski over there thanks david thanks chris yeah guys uh definitely excited to, to start this with these two guys uh, i think both of these two uh we've had a lot of ideas uh thrown around over the years in terms of you know how we can utilize our experiences uh really to help others i think that's the the end goal of this podcast is just hopefully we can reach uh you know if it's one or two people out there i think we'd call this a success so excited to get started um but yeah joe lubanski graduated with david in 2015 from from yale um since then i've lived in new york for for most of that time for about six and a half years um working in the investment banking industry, um, currently working at my third bank now, um, not uncommon in the investment banking space, uh, as I'm sure we can dive into at some point uh, in a future podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, in, enjoy the work for sure. It's challenging, um, has definitely taught me a lot. It's uh, I've been able to utilize my degree, but certainly uh, not a path that I initially expected to take uh, in my college career with a, an initial focus probably on medicine uh, or something of that nature. But, um, you know, again, as we'll dive into things change and you kind of learn things differently. And, and perhaps looking back, maybe uh, my path would have been different, but um, nonetheless, uh, here we are today. But yeah, excited to get started, boys. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's really interesting, right? Like, Tupsi's in, in retail and has kind of done different like roles within retail. I think, Joe, you have hit iBanking pretty consistently and made your way up pretty, you're, you're, what, what level are you now, VP? Yeah, it's a VP. So like the, whatever. Assistant to the VP me. or VP? Uh, Vice president of, of all of the region. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying what VP stands for. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys on this podcast. Sorry, uh, I know that people are not in banking. Sometimes I, you, you guys don't know what that means. So sorry. I'm glad I uh, clarified <laughs> that. Of you. Uh, no, I think it, I think it's interesting because, like, you know, Tupsi and retail, you and banking. I uh, I've been in tech, right? And I think yep. uh, I got lucky enough where LinkedIn reached out to me right at the end of college, I'm a couple of years older than. Uh, both of you, but I didn't even think about tech. And then I got a LinkedIn in mail and uh, convinced myself it wasn't actually spam and responded to it, started there, uh, did the typical mid twenties thing and went and traveled with Nat, who's, you know, now my wife. Uh, and then, you know, did a sit in New York with, with all of you um, at LinkedIn. Right. And then have bounced around, done like startups and now at, at Twilio. So a midsize that's grown into a, a larger size company, but I, you know, I've done sales, like, you know, Tube's done some sales. I've done um, you know, now product marketing, done some business development. So I think like the cool thing about 
this, the, the three of us kind of like talking to this is we have pretty different experiences, right? Like, I think we've all crossed paths, whether it be like, uh, like type of role or responsibility or where we've lived or, um, you know, what we've wanted to get out of our career or exploring different like entrepreneurship opportunities, but um, we've all gone in, in quite a few uh, different paths as well. So, you know, I think like the first question that's, that would be interesting to like kick this off and uh, Joe, maybe we'll start with you. Like, what do you think is the biggest hurdle to overcome coming out of college? Like when you hit that point of knowing that sports career is done and you got to like actually hit career and, and get started on that path. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at least for me, I think the biggest thing is trying to, or, you know, early on, I think you know, we've talked about this, you know, in sports in particular, you have coaches, um, you know, there's stats out there, you have your teammates, you know, there's people out there that are holding you accountable, uh, in particular with very measurable things in mind, like, you know, 300 batting average for us, uh, a basketball player, 80% free throw percentage, you know, when you first enter into, you know, the workforce, you're, you kind of kind of thrown into the deep end pretty immediately. Um, and there's not a ton of direction as to, Hey, this is what we expect of you. Um, you know, it come, come year end, you know, we want you to hit these certain career goals or learn these different skills. Um, so, I mean, honestly, early in my career is taking a lot upon myself, um, in terms of learning more, uh, doing different designations, you know, in the finance world, um, I did a, a thing called the CMA certified management accountant, uh, purely on my own, just because I, I felt it was necessary to, to do that, to gain those skills, because I wasn't getting those in my day-to-day -day job. And nobody told me again, to do that or, or to take that step further. But I do think it helped me and separated myself from my peers, not because of the designation, but from what I learned in that during that process of studying, um, so, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. There's just not a ton of direction. Um, and I, I guess that's probably uh, really the, broadly the theme of what a lot of these episodes or discussions would be about is how do you get that direction? Where does it come from? Could, do you find it within yourself? Do you look for a mentor? Do you look for a sponsor? Um, yeah. So I, I would say, you know, that's the biggest thing. So uh, for myself, uh, I don't know, David, what do you think? Yeah, no, just to build upon that. Um, I think the biggest thing that I ran into, right, is adjusting to a new environment, right? you you go through your sports career. It's what, 16, 17 years that takes you through college and, you know, you grow into it, right? You get comfortable with it, but it, it's a pretty set schedule, right? You've got your, your weights, your practice, your games, your travel, um, and you know, kind of what your world revolves around a little bit. Uh, when you make that jump to the professional sense, um, you know, for me, it was moving from Texas to New York, right? It, by way of New Haven, but big change, right? And you've got a lot of, uh, a lot more time on your hands, right? In terms of, you know, hey, I knew I needed to be at 6 a.m. lift, right? And I was going to put myself in the position to uh, make sure that I was going to be up on time and firing at all cylinders for that. And then I got my books, I got my classes, I got afternoon practice versus, you know, 
the the nine to five or what for a lot of people is a little bit more extended, uh, that schedule looks a lot different. So uh, not just, you know, the time, but also typically in someone's career, you know, they might be moving away from home in a new environment, trying to navigate uh, that work-life balance. So that, uh, you know, that for me was something that definitely took a little bit to adjust to. Uh, and I would say still kind of growing in that that maturation process, but I don't know. Is that the same for you, Chris, going to, uh, to New York? Oh, I think it like, hits like a question for me, right? Like, it's like, I, and I actually, I don't know this. I don't remember. Like, did you all do internships in college, like in the summer? Because I think like, for me, if we go back to the question of like, what was like the biggest hurdle for me? Like it was, it was identity. Right. So like I'm in college playing four years. If I'm being real with myself, I probably knew my senior high school that I wasn't going to like I might like touch pro ball, but uh, I was never going to like be as good as some of the guys I was competing with. I think by sophomore year of college, it was clear as day that I was going to try to play as much as I could. And then it was not going to go after that. And, but like, I mean, you all know, like we were still, it was still like, Hey, you got to go play summer ball. Right. And so like, I remember going into interviews my senior year after these career fairs and sitting down with like, I don't know, some finance firm that thankfully it didn't work out, but like, they'd be like, what, what's, what was your internship? I was like, Oh, Southern Ohio baseball. And they're like, Oh, did you do Excel? I was like, I excelled at baseball. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And like, I literally got like laughed out of interviews. So, you know, I think, yeah. did you all do uh, yeah. internships and how'd you balance like sports coaches, expectations, all that shit? Yeah, I did. I did an internship. Um, so I did internships actually sophomore and junior year. I think real quick though, I just really, quick, yeah, a quick anecdote. And I think this just speaks to like, I, I remember this story very distinctly when, it, so Chris was, uh, our captain, my sophomore year, um, obviously his senior year, but your interview for LinkedIn, we had a game midweek game, just a total throwaway. And you had the interview and everybody on the team was just like, yeah, go to the interview. Like, you're, you need to get a job. Like, this is really important for your life and like setting you up. And I just remember, uh, you know, certain parties were very angry at, at the prospect of you missing a game. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I think about that. So, and I think it speaks a lot to like the experiences of college athletes and what they go through weighing, Hey, I get, you know, NCAA has that, that tagline that I think speaks to us, but uh, nobody tells you, okay, well, when push comes to shove, what are you going to do? I, I, you know, speaking about internships, when I was going through the process of interviewing for them, I was interviewing with a, an investment bank and um, it was based in Baltimore. Is this and, for your uh, sophomore summer or junior? Uh, summer? Junior, junior summer. Sorry. Junior summer. Um, okay. So it was based in Baltimore. Um, and they said, yeah, you know, you have the final round interview, come on down. And I said, Hey, you know, I, we have, you know, I practice, um, probably not going to make it, be able to make it to Baltimore for an interview. That, that's pretty far. I know you have offices in New York. I could do a day trip to New York. I can go in the morning and be back for practice. And they said, no, um, you need to be in Baltimore. You need to do it here. And I just said, listen, and the guy came back and said, you know, investment banking is a, is a debt, you know, you need to have dedication and, and this and that. And, and I, I'm there, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, doesn't it show dedication that I want to stay here with my team and, and, and do and give proper dues to the uh, commitment I made to, to Yale baseball. So I always, again, that, that was always something that kind of 
irked me the wrong way. I think that guy really thought about it. Um, didn't think about it in the correct way. But anyway, back to the original question. Yeah, I, I had internships sophomore year. Luckily, kind of ran into it, to be honest. I played, um, didn't have a great, uh, you know, for folks that don't know, college baseball players, like like Chris said, play summer ball every year in a variety of leagues across the country. Uh, my freshman year, I played in in New York. Um, Chris and David had the pleasure of playing in Hawaii at separate times. Uh, but my, yes. so I did not have a great experience my freshman year in my New York league. Um, so I, uh, my sophomore year, I stayed back and just played in a local adult wood bat league and then kind of ran into a, a little bit of a, an internship for a think tank at Penn um, at that time. And then my junior year interned at the investment bank that I, that I ultimately got a full-time offer at. Um, now, Do you think your uh, internship your sophomore year helps with your, get your internship year with junior? did, surprisingly. Yeah. They found the experience pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, it did. Um, and yeah, the internship, obviously that, that, that's a huge pipeline. So yeah, I mean, it all, all these things and, and especially with baseball players, I'm not say, you know, putting the experience of other sports, um, not to say they're not difficult, but I think baseball in particular, given that summer baseball commitment and the pressure that's put on players to, to participate makes it really difficult for summer internships. And I, you know, I think, coaches particularly in the ivy league have come to recognize that because i know i've spoken to yale baseball players in recent history who have reached out for internships so i think they're starting to recognize that importance and hopefully that extends to, to other leagues out there that you know um have kids that aren't going to go play professional sports because it unfortunately you know fortunately unfortunately um that's a pipeline into into getting a good job after college um yeah so yeah internships? I did. I did one, and I'll say internship is a loose word for what I did. Um, but no, the uh, the summer going into junior to senior year, I guess. Uh, thankfully, uh, I was dealing with a little bit of a uh, injury, so to speak, um, that was going to keep me out. You know, I wanted to use the two or three months over the summer to you know, at the time it was rest my knee. So that at least got me some points, uh, internally with the, with the coaching staff to say, Hey, maybe an internship is in your best interest. Um, you know, I'll, I'll heal, I'll prepare my body, really get it, get it ready to go for senior year. But, uh, I did a, um, oil and gas internship on the finance side in Houston. Um, so at the time that was, uh, not really what I was looking for, but I knew that it was going to be some good experience. And at least, you know, again, I think a lot of the, a lot of what we face, right. Is trying to fill up that resume. Uh, especially when you think, when you start thinking about, and you said it, Chris, right. At a certain point, you come to the realization that, Hey, maybe not my, my childhood dream of pro balls, maybe not going to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it, it's an anxious time, right? You start thinking about what's next. And um, typically that comes a little bit later and you got to go on some of these crash courses to try and get that experience to position yourself for that next step. So it, it was a bit of a crash course for me, but um, I, was in, I was in Houston uh, that summer between my junior and senior year and uh, basically spent my days 
in an office nine to five and in my evenings working out, trying to get ready for, for senior year. So that was, uh, that was my path. And did it, did it help get me to where I currently am unclear, but you know, for me at a time, it was, uh, kind of what I thought I needed to do. I mean, you all remember too, though, like the, the resume is such an interesting thing, especially like where we're at now, where like for, especially like coming out of college and you, like you're trying to fill up the page, right? Like one page is, it, it, it's like writing a college paper, right? Like one page never looks so big as it did on like, you know, oh, I have a paper due the next day. Uh, you're, you're using triple space. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what was it like the three spaces after the period or 13 point <laughs> font for the periods and hoping the teacher didn't catch yeah. it. Uh, yeah. That was good. But I, you know, I think you like, it's funny, man. You're like you brought up something that I don't think people like think about that college athletes have to have to go through. And you basically said, I was lucky enough to be hurt so yeah. I could get an inter <laughs> Like how, how absurd is that? Like, yeah. but th like, that's what it was, right? Like we'll talk to other people. Like we think about some of our teammates that we're in a similar boat. And it's like, well, it was not like, you know, I had to get arm surgery. So like I got to do yeah. an internship without catching flack. Right. Like, or, or whatever it is. And like, that's, I, that's for, yeah, I had labrum surgery. That's why I got out of it. I, yeah, I had you're labrum like, surgery. Lucky. Yeah. Which is like, no, no, that, like how psycho is that? Right. And it's like, I think like to your point too, Joe, with like, like the dedication thing is, yeah, I quickly realized this in my interview processes, like you're not competing against other athletes. You're competing against everyone. Yep. And some kid can go down there and go to those interviews and be there and do a shit ton of like, side projects and internships and oh like that first little bit was just um was just so crazy and I, like I know we'll get into it deeper but you alluded to you know so like I didn't do any internships and part of it was I wanted to be captain I I guess was unlucky enough to stay healthy my entire career um and I wanted to show like the team and the coaches that I was dedicated right like the captain has to play summer ball if you're if you're healthy too because I know you were getting That's lucky it. enough to be hey, healthy that. but but uh <laughs> But like, and then like, Joe, like you mentioned, like I come back in senior year and this, I have like one interview opportunity in the early spring, we're going to play Virginia and just getting spanked. And like, I got, you know, they question like your dedication. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just threw away like an instrumental summer to get a like seriously good job. That's, you know, pays well. And, you know, allows me to fulfill my promise to my parents. That I'm going to make the most of this education. And you're questioning it and it's like all right well I, I just you know I know we'll get into it more but I think it's just it's an interesting dynamic and it's it's hard and you're like you know you go in at 18 you come out at what 22 and um you gotta make some of those decisions and yeah. it's interesting well I think too like just the whole the internship that in itself that the idea of internships you know should also probably be questioned, you know, what is it to say, you know, not necessarily you're, you're getting, uh, you know, the hard skills that, that obviously are going to help you in terms of your job. But I think we can all, you know, say with, you know, honestly, like Chris, you're, you know, you've had a pretty successful road so far and you didn't have internships. So what's to say that your experience in summer ball, it wasn't you or wasn't preparing you for the world in a different way. You were living out on your own uh, with, you know, strangers. You had to acclimate to a whole new team in a matter of three, four weeks to, to try and get some type of camaraderie going um, to ultimately try and win. You know, nobody's out there to, you know, 
putting their life on the line, like, you know, perhaps metaphorically, like you are for, you know, your actual college team, but you, you know, you want to win out there with your team. And I mean, that in itself, those are skills that kind of you go unrecognized when that's on a piece of paper. And I think folks who are older, um, you know, at companies are starting to recognize that, you know, oh, you know, perhaps we are putting our priorities in the past and, uh, or our priorities weren't, um, you know, in the best place uh you know before but i think ultimately the people that are doing the hiring are, are the younger folks who ha- did have a lot of internships or were put through the ringer and listening to a podcast the other day and th- that type of cycle just continues um i think of like this, the person was talking about hollywood in particular and i was thinking about cam's experience you know you start in the mail room you do this you do that and why does it have to be that way you know uh, i i mean it, it's that way because it's always been that way and I think that's uh, uh, we experience that with a lot of stuff you know being a freshman on the baseball team you carry the buckets now there's definitely a lot of I do think that there's positives that come out of those things in terms of traditions and um, a certain type of hierarchy and respect for those above you uh, and for what the, the work that they put in but I think it's just funny you know listening to this and how important those internships were and I remember how much stress I went through to get it um and again, I think it was a great experience. I learned a lot. I worked with those folks. I actually ended up leaving my first bank with the team that hired me in my internship. I'm very close friends with those guys. Um, you know, we'll you know be friends with them for you know lifelong friends with them. We have a great relationship. But you know, was that necessarily imperative for me to have a successful career? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously I went down one path, but looking at Chris, I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily convinced that getting an internship is totally necessary. Is it necessary to get certain jobs? Yes, but maybe that can change. Who knows? And that's, that's a little bit of the balance too, just hearing you talk about your experience. Right. And, and I would look at like, honestly, both Chris and I kind of went into unconventional career paths coming out of Yale, coming out of Ivy where if you do consulting or banking coming out of school, that internship is your freaking life raft, right? Like that is your ticket in. Um, And it's scary, right? You know, uh, looking back on my experience, sure, I I thought I wanted to do that. Um, You know, went through some of the processes and, and, and it didn't work out. And, you know, you're kind of left looking at like, all right, now what do I do? And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to find ourselves where we currently are in our careers. But, you know, when you're 21, 22 years old going through that process, it's scary as hell. Um, So if if you go into a career that's not mapped out for you, like medicine, law, uh, banking, consulting, things of that nature, uh, it, it does require a little bit of a nudge or or a period of kind of wandering in the dark until you figure out where you're going. It, it's so funny. I was, uh, I think I can count on my hand how many people I originally knew like graduating my senior year who went into tech. And I've since realized that more did, but I was talking to, we we had an intern last year and he's now gonna join the, the Twilio marketing team um, this summer. But I was saying like how far ahead he is. I didn't know you could get a co- computer science degree in college. Didn't even know that was a thing, honestly, which is like absurd because I went into tech, barely knew what like marketing was, started in sales. I actually didn't know product marketing was a job. And that's what I do now. I 
legit didn't even know that was a job title up until I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say probably 2016, 2017. I, I didn't know what product marketing did. I had met like one person, asked them what they did. I was like, I don't get it, but all right. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but, but, you know, like I, I think, uh, you know, my sister was a college athlete. She played D3 soccer. And I think there's just these moments because um, I watched like her go through some of it where, I mean, she's even in like nursing, but you move or, or, or whatever might happen in, in your life or in your career path. And in the moment, whether it's like bombing an interview or like having so much pressure for the internships, I feel like you feel like it's do or die. Like everything feels like do or die. And I, and I would say that like looking back and I feel like 40 year old me would tell 31 year old me that, or will tell 31 year old me this. It's like, it's just different paths, right? Like you just end up like, as long as you keep moving and keep moving forward, I think like progress is progress. And I, I think tubes to your point, it's like, for us, like there's just like, weren't a lot of, I, I still have trouble finding a mentor, right? Cause there's just like not a lot of people who I'm like, oh, they like had a lot of like similar life experiences or, or college plus career experiences or, or whatever it might be. But the one thing I've noticed is and with all of us and, and all the people we know who kind of come from similar backgrounds is, um, you know, everyone keeps, keeps moving. Like Joe, I mean, like you just, you moved from New York to, to Pennsylvania. Like I, uh, PA is great, I guess, but like, it's, it's, it's no Mecca of finance, right? Like, I mean, that, that's a big move, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's, a, that's the silver lining of COVID. I mean, I think uh, me and my wife, uh, Maria, we were talking about that today in the car, just the, uh, you know, just how different um, things have changed with COVID. I mean, work from home was not even on the realm of possibility in the world of finance 20 you know february of 2020 uh didn't have that type of that you know infrastructure in place uh, you know it was kind of a, a kick in the butt um obviously horrible thing that happened a uh, you know 100 year pandemic but obviously there are silver linings of yeah there is that work from home and that flexibility and then it's, it's certainly changed dynamics in terms of you can see how much influence younger generations have on companies. I mean, the I'm not sure. I'm sure you guys are somewhat familiar, at least with you know the salary increases that banking uh, young analysts got. Um, you know, particularly in the New York region, uh, from you know just the you know the significant amount of work that they were put through during COVID. Uh, some of the you know being able to work from home is great, but then that's been changing the dynamic of, oh, okay, well, you now I know you're constantly around a computer, so you should be answering these emails at, at 2 a.m. Uh, so a lot's changed. Um, you know, some obviously very good, some not so good. Uh, I think in the long term, the flexibility is very good because, you know, it's just nice to see, um, you know, talking to folks who are older in their careers, thinking about that, they're, you know, the ability to, to walk your kid to school and, and not be worried that, you know, you're going to miss your meeting, uh, you know, signing off at five to eat dinner with your family and then saying, okay, well, I'll log back in at nine when the kids are in bed. So a, a lot of good things. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving to Philly, my family, my wife's family is here. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's the whole reason able to be down here uh, working from home. Um, don't, you know, going in the office every so often is, um, you know, really just that's the, you know, kind of the requirement now, which is, which is great. Um, going back, I think, interesting, or, or just kind of thinking about it, particularly with Chris, I mean, we talked about the internship path, but in that stress, I mean, 
you can speak best. I mean, I know we're, we're probably running out a little bit of time here, but what was your thought process like, you know, without an internship, how did you address that? You know, I, I know seeing resumes without an internship and, you know, in, in all honesty, I, I really couldn't show them to, to our, you know, to the hiring manager, um, Yale baseball guys, guys that I, you know, I talked to, they were great guys. I, I think all of them ended up in, in good spots. Um, but I just know that the competition they're going up against and it just, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, so I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious here, you know, your thoughts or your experience with it. Well, some industries aren't as stuck up as banking and try to make <laughs> no. it seem like uh, learning Excel is some hundred foot brick wall. That would be impossible. I think I can learn everything. It's, it's, the, it's the shortcuts, Chris. It's if, the- I, yeah, if I was the hiring manager, I would have taken the resume. I'm just telling you. What- sure, sure, sure. What, what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, you're going to be like, you're like someone in my firm. Uh, whether, you know, I think there's like, like software engineering, you need a computer science degree, right? So, or you need to like graduate and go to a coding boot camp. I think I would have considered that looking, looking back, like when I first graduated, but for like marketing and, um, and sales and some of these like go to market entry level roles, I think like other entry level roles as well. Um, you know, I think there's, it's, it's more about like, can you hustle? Can you network? Like, will, will you learn it? Uh, will you learn it as, as, as you go? I think, I don't know. Like too, it's like, was, was Pepsi like, did it have like rigid requirements or, or no, maybe yes, because you started on the finance side and then. Uh, yes and no. I think yeah. for the level that I started off in uh, basically as an associate analyst. Um, so at the very, very bottom, but uh, have have been Thanks for using my way up. I wouldn't have understood if you said anything differently. <laughs> <laughs> the associate to the associate analyst. Um, no, it was, uh, I mean, requirements, they were looking for someone who was eager to learn. Uh, and I think, you know, Joe was talking about it, like, why do we continue to do the things that we do in terms of like the hierarchies and the processes? Like, I think the ultimate uh, hiring criteria is if you can find someone who's demonstrated either in previous experience, whether that be in sports or just life, and they can tell the story, or maybe on their resume, uh, their willingness to learn, right? Their work ethic. I think a lot of these things, um, I mean, they're foundation. They're like your friend foundation for the start of your career. Um, and for me, you know, being able to, to convey that help get my foot in the door. And then, you know, once you have that opportunity, it's, it's off to the races. Cause, uh, you know, you could talk the talk, get that interview, get that job, but then you got to walk the walk. And, um, you know, for a lot of athletes, it's, you know, coming from that high pressure, um, really yep. fast paced environment. It, it's easy to start your career, right? everything's brand new. You're learning at an incredible, uh, incredible clip. Um, and so I think, I think that transitions a little bit, a uh, little natural, little natural for us. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess one, you know, Chris, I, you can probably close this out after this, but you know, one interesting, I was listening to a, another podcast this week and the guest was, I believe his name is Ryan holiday. He does the daily stoic, um, mm. podcast. He runs that. Um, but just quick, you know, they were discussing, you know, athletes and, and in particular physical pursuits. And I think they were saying how people forget or, or don't recognize that sports and athletics are actually a 
much more of a mental exercise and how much that builds up mental endurance and, and mental, um, you know, capacity to, to endure essentially what Tubes was saying. And I think that's, that's why athletes are, um, you know, that, that statistic that we, we've discussed, you know, fortune 500, some 90% played sports at some point in their life. And I think that's the edge that athletes have um, and they bring to the table. And I think, you know, going back to the, the point about summer ball, maybe that should be recognized more as, Hey, this is a, 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 a very non-traditional type of internship. These are the types of skills. And, and maybe we can reach, you know, maybe this podcast reaches a, a summer ball kid and he can use that strategy in his interviews. You know, yeah, I played summer ball, but Hey, these are the skills I learned by going out and, and being with strangers and having to, you know, acclimate to a whole new environment very, very quickly. So, yeah. I mean, or like, how do you build, you know, do skill-based learning like while you're, you're playing, right? Is that possible? Sure. You know, maybe a few less nights at the bar, a few more nights sitting in the room, but you know, I think that's the stuff we're going to, we're going to dive into, right? Like I, I we want to understand like what competitive advantage do athletes have? Like we do, we have a competitive advantage. We know it, we are where we are, but like, we want to get into like some of the hard hitting questions of like redefining purpose and like what it is after like your your initial purpose and things like that. And I'm really excited to dive into all of our career paths and extend it out to the networks that we have. And I, I think, uh, and hope that people get a, a lot out of this. So I think next time we'll be, we'll be diving into to one individual uh, very specifically, uh, and we'll get deep on, on some of these good topics here, but looking forward to going down this journey with you boys. All right. See you boys. Very much. Talk looking to forward to it. Y'all have a good one. Thanks.